minutes after 6 a.m. Good morning, everybody. My name is Nachum Siegel. Welcome to a Thursday. This is your Jewish Moments in the Morning radio program.
Shamayim
אנחנו מודיעים בצער רב על פטירתו של מרן הראשון לציון, מועצת חכמי התורה, הגאון הרב חיים עובדיה יוסף. בתוך חדרו ישר, תורת השם מכל חייו, והאור יצא מתוך ביתו אל העולם כולו. באתי לפניו, כבן עומד לפני העם, והביט עמוק בתוך עיניי, וראיתי קירב כל יהודי, כילד יחידי, וכל אחד בוכה עליו, אוי, מרד שלי. אבא של כולם, עולם כולו עוול, כל כך כואב.
J.M. and the A.M. Maran Shalee is the name of that selection here on a um, Thursday morning. That's Yaakov Shweki. Before that, you heard me, Mama Kim, is done by uh, Yitzhak Fuchs. Lipa had B positive. Good message, especially when the uh, snowstorm has already begun. <laughs> I guess always look at it in a positive light. Oh, there's got to be something positive about snow, I'm sure. Mordechai Shapiro with uh, Mika Shem. You heard Vala Kol done by Simcha Liner. Benny Friedman's Ivri Anochi. And, of course, Regesh Modani opening things up. And we say good morning. It's Thursday on this February 9th, the 13th of Shvat. 33 degrees outside. It feels like 23 with 90% humidity. Winds north at 13. Heavy snow and wind. High 34. I think basically everybody in this area, New York and New Jersey, knows the routine. We've been focused on it for the last 24 hours about this storm. Clear tonight, low 19. Tomorrow, mostly sunny, a high temperature of 31. Yerushalayim at 55. I spoke with uh, Rabbi Yigal Siegel earlier, and uh, from the sound of his voice, it does not sound like it's snowing in Yerushalayim. It is 55 degrees. 33 here uh, in New York City as we say good morning on a Thursday. Well, today, uh, I think, <laughs> I hope, I don't want the weather to interfere with our plans. Uh, Nisim Black, the Orthodox Jewish rapper, is expected in our studio this morning here at JM in the AM. Our plan is to Facebook Live the conversation. Should be a very interesting encounter. A lot of people are looking forward to my conversation with him. So Nisim Black, Orthodox Jewish rapper, in studio, coming up here at JM in the AM. And, of course, our regular Thursday lineup, which is pretty intensive and uh, pretty incredible. And um, for those of you who have the morning off now, not going to work, not going to school, just relax, relax and enjoy a wonderful Thursday morning edition of JM in the AM.
J.M. in the A.M. That's uh, from our Baruch Chaitin Company. Nigun HaSimcha, they call it here at J.M. in the A.M. Uh, before that, Baruch Levine and Ufaratzda. Uh Well, the snow is coming down. I, uh, I think it's difficult to tell at this point if the predictions are going to be spot on or not. Um, it is snowing out there here in New York. And uh, they are expecting five to eight inches. Five to eight inches of snow expected in this area. Winds up to 26 miles an hour. For those of you listening around the world, it seems like a lot of people <laughs> who used to live in this area are now listening around the world because I'm getting comments from, um, what do we call them, transplanted New Yorkers, those who are not New York anymore? Um, I, get, I have a, a strong feeling we have a strong listenership of people who used to be in this area and frankly, do not miss the snow too much, the way they sound. Tonight, the low is 18. Friday, tomorrow, our Erev Tubishvat special with a high of 31, with mostly sunny skies. It's Thursday at JM in the AM. If you have the day off, just tune in and enjoy. Listen to the great music. Our wonderful guest, Nisim Black, is expected in our studio. We have a full lineup all through the day of great programming for a Thursday. Um, Speaking of Israel, because some of the people that we uh, have had communication from are in Israel, uh, don't forget that May the 24th is Yom Yerushalayim, the 50th anniversary of the reunification of Jerusalem. You want to make sure to uh, to be there. You want to make sure to be in Israel with us during that time. Contact the Mizrahi. Again, it's um, Mizrahi.org slash YY50, Mizrahi.org slash yy50 get all the information join us for the incredible journey more coming up it's jm in the am with ellie marcus Let's go. 
strangers raising flags Seeing you dressed in nation rags Seen them all turn around Just like you I hold my ground But I stand quiet, I stand still Like a rock throughout the ages I'm just a stone from your home I'm Jerusalem stone And I've waited all this time See you in this land of mine And I've waited through the ugliness and grime See you in this land of mine
זמנים קשים, העם ביחד, כולם מוכנים, העם מאוחד, צה"ל מגן, העם מעודד. Israel, Lord Israel, Lord Israel, Lord Israel.
a.m. Storm except Saturday. That's Ms. Morshear here at JMNAM. Lenny Solomon's Am Yisrael Netzach. Eighth day had Jerusalem Stone. Ellie Marcus in there with David Hamelech. Rabbi Baruch Chain and Company with Nigun HaSimcha. Thursday morning, it's JMNAM and a snow day in New York City. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right. Uh, not plenty of snow yet, but they are expecting five to eight inches in this area. Uh, so uh, that's the story here. New York City public school system is closed. A lot of other uh, public school systems across the uh, Northeast are closed. Any school that my family has anything to do with is closed. <laughs> but here we are. We're open at JM and the AM with a live presentation here on a Thursday. We're proud of that. Full schedule, of course, on our network all day long on a Thursday. Nissan Black expected in our studio 45 minutes from now on a very special Thursday morning. JM and the AM. There's so much going on tomorrow. It's our Erev Tubishvat special. Mayor Weingarten will join me for that. Just a lot happening here. This is America's one and only Jewish Moments in the Morning Radio program. Heard on listeners' sponsored digital radio around the world on the web at NahumSiegel.com, on the NahumSiegel Network, and, of course, on the NSN app. In the background is Galei Tzal. We'll do our news from Israel coming up. Nissan Black, 45 minutes from now. The Orthodox Jewish rapper is expected in our studio. Very much looking forward to that conversation. Uh, what else can I tell you? I can tell you we have an amazing day all day long on our network. So much great programming. Make sure you are tuned in and stay tuned in all through the day. And if you have a day off, oh, even better. Stay tuned in and enjoy. Relax. Khaled Sal, Israel Army Radio, 2 p.m. newscast next to JMM. <laughs> ארגון מחוז סיני, זה שמו, שפועל בחצי האי המצרי, הודה בעירי הטילים לעבר אילת אמש. בהודעת הארגון נמסר, שידעו היהודים והצלבנים כי העתיד לבוא אף יהיה חמור יותר. בהודעה לא נמסר מהיכן בסיני בוצע הירי. נפחתה בקשתו של האנס יניב נחמן לשחרור מוקדם, כתבתנו דור מימון. ועדת השחרורים קבעה כי נחמן, שנידון לשנה וחצי מאסר על אונס ומעשה מגונה, לא ישוחרר שחרור מוקדם בשלב זה, וזאת כי עדיין תופס עצמו כקורבן ונוכח התנגדות המתלוננת לשחרור. בדוח הסוציאלי נכתב כי נחמן עדיין אינו מבין את המעשים שביצע, הוועדה תתכנס לדון שוב בבקשתו במאי, עד אז ימשיך בטיפול ושיקום בכלא. אחד מאישומי האונס נגד איש חיי הלילה, אלון קסטיאל, בוטל בשל התיישנות, כתבנו איתמר קציר. הפרקליטות החליטה לחזור בה מהאישום הראשון בכתב האישום בגין האונס במסיבת פורים. עורך דינו של קסטיאל, רועי בלכר, העלה בפני הפרקליטות את הטענה, לפיה העבירה בוצעה לפני יותר מעשר שנים, לאחר שטענה זו לא עלתה בחדר החקירות. בעקבות השלמות החקירה של המשטרה החליטה הפרקליטות למחוק את האישום, אבל נגד קסטיאל עומד אישום אונס נוסף ושורה של אישומי ניסיונות אונס. שרת החוץ של האיחוד האירופי שוחחה עם יושב ראש הרשות הפלסטינית אבו מאזן בעקבות אישור חוק ההסדרה, כתבתנו שיר נאות. בשיחת הטלפון אמרה מוגריני שהאיחוד האירופי מתנגד נחרצות לחוק ההסדרה והדגישה שמבחינתם ההתנחלויות אינן חוקיות ומסכנות את תהליך השלום. עם זאת אמרה שרת החוץ של האיחוד שהיא נותרה מחויבת לעבודה מול שני הצדדים כדי להגיע לפתרון שתי מדינות. 
שוער העבר האגדי של מכבי חיפה ונבחרת ברית המועצות, ויקטור צ'אנוב, מת אתמול במפתיע בגיל 57. על פי דיווחים בתקשורת הרוסית הוא הותקף על ידי אלמונים וסבל מפגיעת ראש קשה. נשיא מכבי חיפה יעקב שחר סיפר לאלי אוחנה ואפי טריגר איך הודיע למאמן דאז שלמה שרף שהוא מצרף לקבוצה את צ'אנוב. אני אומר לשלמה, אני מביא לך שוער נהדר, ויקטור צ'אנוב, אז הוא מזלזל לי בעד האמונה, ויקטור צ'אנוב, מה פתאום, אתה יכול להביא את ויקטור צ'אנוב? אם אתה מביא לי את ויקטור צ'אנוב, אני מביא לך אליפות. והתחזית הטמפרטורות יעלו במקצת. ולסיום, לרגל ט"ו בשבט שיחול ביום שבת, יצא נשיא המדינה ראובן ריבלין לנטיעות בשכונת רמת ספיר בחיפה, שנפגעה בגלל השרפות בנובמבר האחרון. כתבנו קובי מנדל שמע אותו. עזרנו קצת גם לטבע החיפאי המופלא והמגוון להתחיל בתהליך התאוששות משלו. אני מאחל לכם שכשתהיו בגילי, תוכלו לטייל כאן עם הנכדים שלכם. הם יביטו על העצים הגבוהים. ואתם, אתם תספרו להם שאת העצים הללו שאנחנו שותלים היום, אתם נתתם במו ידיכם. ואלה החדשות שעורכת רון רוזנבוים.
JM in the AM. Oh, yes. Kulam Sharim done by uh, Benny Friedman from the album entitled Fill the World with Light. Before that, Mordechai Shapiro and Schar Mitzvah opening up the 7 o'clock hour. Nisim Black expected in studio this morning, this hour, in the 7 o'clock hour here at JM in the AM. Looking forward to greeting him. We're going to try to Facebook Live. And um, if you are one of those people that's a victim of the snowstorm, your school or your work, uh, is uh, canceled or postponed or delayed for today, take advantage. Keep it here at JM and AM and enjoy our amazing musical presentation and all the information we have for you coming up. Lots going on in the community over the next few days. We've got all the info right here. Uh, later on today, full schedule on our network, as you would expect on a Thursday. Tomorrow is our Erev Tu Bishvat special here at JM and AM, as you would expect. And Malcolm Holmline will join us tomorrow, 7.40 Eastern Time here at JM in the AM. So plenty happening. The week is not over yet. we got plenty to do. Keep it here at the Nahum Siegel Network and this edition of JM in the AM.
Good, huh? Great song. Loavo, Avram Freed, live in Israel here at JM in the AM. Thursday morning with 33 degrees, heavy snow and wind in this area. Five to eight inches of snow are expected. Imagine that. Um, Nisim Black expected in our studio coming up here at JM in the AM toward the end of the 7 o'clock hour. The Orthodox Jewish rapper, and we are certainly anticipating his visit to JM in the AM. Uh, listener Jonah says it's not snowing in Israel. Listener Silky says it's barely snowing in Flatbush, although that may have changed. He put that up 
on our app close to an hour ago. Um, Boker Tov Nachum, it's 58 and clear in San Antonio, Texas. <laughs> High of 68 and sunshine expected today. That's listening to Yitzchak down in San Antonio. And I believe that all right. I certainly believe that the, uh, I certainly believe that, um, that the temperature is much better off in uh, San Antonio than it is here. 25 minutes after the hour, more coming up. It's uh, JM in the AM. This is the Az Yashir for Shabbos Shira from the Shira Hadasha Boys Choir at JM in the AM.
Az Yashir getting ready for Shabbos Shira. Tomorrow, by the way, our Erev Tubishvat special. Usually it's a Tubishvat special. Tomorrow it'll be a Erev Tubishvat special here at JMM. Malcolm Holmline will be part of tomorrow's show. He is the executive vice chairman of the Conference of Presidents of Major American Jewish Organizations. He'll join us for the weekly update tomorrow right here at JMM at 7.40 Eastern Time tomorrow morning. Rabbi David Goldwasser's words, the Chanishmas of Zebner Bios of Alevi, and the Chanishmas Esther Basar Bios of Alevi. Here is Rabbi David Goldwasser with Morning Chizuk. Good morning. The Chavos Havos writes that the essential provisions of life necessary for a person's existence are more readily available to him. For example, a person can't survive without air and water, and these basic necessities can easily be found all over the world. They're also free of charge. Gold and silver, on the other hand, are less accessible as they are not a prerequisite for survival. Similarly, the author of Kelm explains, Ruchnius, or spirituality, is an essential component of man's existence. The Pasuk in Chavakuk states, B'tzadik b'amunoso yichya, the righteous person lives through his faith. Since a person can't subsist without faith, it is something that can be derived in any and every corner of the world. However, one has to seek it out and discern it. Oftentimes, people wander aimlessly, like a person lost in the dark. They don't perceive the hand of Hashem. They search for Hashem in the heavens. They don't realize, Ki The earth is full of your possessions. Indeed, the Tilm of Dovid HaMelech embodies the profound gratitude and appreciation of Hashem. Through the Tehillim, the Psalms, Dovid HaMelech describes the greatness of Hashem and expresses his indebtedness to Hashem for every breath that he takes. He makes clear that man is totally dependent upon Hashem and without Hashem there is no life. In a similar vein, the Darke Musar asks, How could the Russia the evil person mentioned in the Haggadah, ask, What is this service to you? Doesn't he grasp the miracles and the wonders of Yitzhiyas Mitzrayim? The Dark Musar answers that in fact, he is not able to see it. He is spiritually blind, because without Yerashamayim, proper fear of heaven, it's impossible to perceive Hashem. The 15th day of Shvat, is one of the great days that facilitates our comprehension of the greatness of Hashem. When we eat the new fruits and contemplate their growth, we begin to understand the profundity of the wonders of creation. The presentation of the dates, the figs, the grapes, our consumption of these delightful fruits provides us with a perfect opportunity to see Hashem's greatness. The day of Tu B'Shvat is a day that attests to our Amunah Nashem. In the Medrash Rabbah we learn, a Suda will be prepared for the Tzadikim in Gan Eden. Hashem Yisparach will sit at the head of the table and all the Tzadikim will sit by his feet. There will be served all kinds of fruit from Gan Eden and they will eat from the Eitz Chaim, the Tree of Life. This has been Rabbi David Goldwasser bringing you morning Chizik. Have a nice day. J.M. and the A.M. on a Thursday, a snowy Thursday here in New York City. Rafi Shulman is with us live via telephone. Rafi Shulman made Aliyah.
from West Orange, New Jersey, with his uh, family, his wife and four kids, in the summer of 2015. When he was there, after settling in a bit, he um, he saw that uh, there are many, many challenges that go on when one moves to Israel. Challenges in the area of uh, finance, uh, in terms of opening up certain accounts, in terms of purchasing certain appliances, automobiles, etc., so he went ahead and he uh, opened up olimadvisors.com, olimadvisors.com. And if you're listening from Israel and having just moved to Israel, as some of our listeners have, or if you're planning on moving to Israel, you may want to check out that website, olimadvisors.com. Rafi Shulman, welcome to JM in the AM. How are you? Baruch Hashem, everything is wonderful. I uh, <laughs> I can only imagine how many little things and large things need to be taken care of once one actually makes the move and moves into their new place in Israel. It's uh, It must be a little bit overwhelming. You know, it is, and, and people don't realize that you know, you're dealing with different language, you're dealing with a different culture, you're dealing with different customs, and like you said, there's, there's the big things and the little things that people have to deal with and have to adjust to when they get here. And, you know, people prepare ahead of time, which is great, but once you get here, there's just things that you can't anticipate. And so what we do is that we, in essence, hold the Olim's hands when they get here, and we say, okay, you know, let's look at the challenges that you have, let's look at the, at the needs that you have, and we can help you find solutions for those. You know, there are a lot of people that would love to make Aliyah, but they're a bit hesitant because of all these challenges. And we want to say, look, you know, get to Israel and we'll help you settle here. We'll make it comfortable for you and we'll help you along the ways. Is there any one or two particular items or uh, situations that you could cite where uh, your company, Olim Advisors, has been sought out more than others? Is there anything, any one specific thing that you're really well known for at this point? Well, I think one of the things is finding a home, right? Because when you think about it, if you're living in, in America and you want to make Aliyah, the first thing that you have to do is find a home. And it's hard to do that from abroad. It's hard to do that from America. And so people reach out to us because we're here in Israel. We have contacts with realtors. We also know the different websites and the resources that people list their homes on. And so we're almost like their eyes and ears on the ground so we can go ahead and find suitable homes for people that are thinking about moving from the state. And does that include the entire country? Essentially, could you help uh, anybody who wants to move anywhere? We focus on about a dozen of the, the largest Anglo communities, so Yerushalayim, Netanya, Tel Aviv, Modi'in, and we do go to some of the smaller ones like Nahariya, and then we go down south, but really focused on the larger ones, Ramat Bechemish, of course. Um, so we have a network of partners throughout the country that can help with these communities. Um, uh, Rafi Shulman is with us live via telephone, olimadvisors.com. Um, I, I, I know that, you know, it, it, it's a little bit of a silly question because there's so many different makes and models, but I'm so curious, what does an automobile cost in Israel? Is it on the very high end? So it's a, it's a good question, and, you know, of course, there's a wide range. Um, cars here are very expensive because of the taxes that you have to pay. So a car could cost you, you know, 120,000 shekel, 130,000 shekel, which is approximately thirty dollars to $40,000. And that same car would cost maybe $20,000. So for new cars, there's definitely uh, a markup here. Um, what we recommend to people is that they look to buy used cars because 
the used car market here is very strong. There are a lot of uh, very good cars that are on the market, but you can pay a lot less for that. And we've partnered with a company that really has good connections in, um, in, in the automobile space, and so we can help people buy a used car. First of all, we want to make sure that they get a good car, and second of all, as you were, you were talking about, we want to make sure that they don't overpay for it. And when, when somebody's looking for appliances or automobiles, or whatever the case may be, um, you know, we, we as, you know, as people who hear these rumors and bits and pieces uh, from Israel, we're under the impression that it's all tax-free if you're an OLE. Is that true or not? So you don't pay, you don't pay um, the customs tax, but you do pay that. So there are taxes. For example, for a car, if you bring a car into Israel, you're paying as much as 77% tax on that car that you're bringing in. So there are taxes that you do have to pay. Uh, in some cases, but um, you don't have to pay custom tax for a lot of the other products that you're bringing in. So, for example, if you're bringing in furniture, appliances, things along those lines, you do have to pay the VAT tax, which is 17%, but you don't have to pay the custom tax. All right, very interesting. So all these uh, all these different bits of information they can get from you at olimadvisors.com, and um, uh, I guess, you know, I, I, I would assume there's no other way to get your home filled with appliances other than ordering them from somewhere in Israel, right? I would guess that that would be the, the only way to handle that situation. Am I right or not? Well, there's two ways, actually. Um, historically, traditionally, people actually bought a lot of their American appliances with them, you know, because they were comfortable with that, and that's what they knew. Oh, they'd, over act, time, they'd, actually, less put it less on, they'd actually put it on the no. lift, you mean? Exactly. But over time, because the prices here have come down so much and because the quality of the appliances here has improved a lot, now only about 10% of people are bringing their appliances with them, and, and the remaining 90% are buying them here. And that's what I recommend for a few reasons. First of all, because there isn't a big price difference anymore. And second of all, the houses and apartments in Israel are smaller, so if you want to bring in your big oven or your big dryer or your washer, you might not be able to get it into the house. You might have issues with maintenance and things like that. So we've partnered with a great appliance company that really wants to help Olim, and so they've given us and our clients discounted prices and quality products. And so my recommendation to everybody is bring, bring your furniture, but buy your appliances here because you'll, at the, in the long run, they'll be better for you. All right. You've already given a very important piece of practical Olim advice. <laughs> To say the least. All right, there you go. Rafi Shulman, it's olimadvisors.com. Olimadvisors.com. Now, I mean, I focused, of course, on appliances and all the different things, you know, automobiles, et cetera, that you need either from here or that you want to order when you're there. Uh, you spoke about the uh, the realtors and your connections there. Uh, what about all the other little things? Uh, I assume that, you know, people might need help setting up a bank account, might need help uh, going into some of the government agencies and, and doing what they need to do. I mean, just describe some of the things that your company does to help facilitate all that. Absolutely. So the two that you mentioned are important ones. Um, opening up a bank account is something that you need to do right away because you get money from the government, and so you need to set that up. Um, and unfortunately, a lot of the banks don't have English-speaking reps, and the process is a little different. So we will actually go with you to the bank. We'll make sure that you're 
that you're opening up the account, if there are any issues or questions that come up, we can help you sort through them. So that's something that we really feel is, is helpful. And the second one also is going to be Sadaqlita because you have to register to get your benefits. And here also sometimes people don't feel as comfortable with the process or with the language, so then we're more than happy to go with them as well. Um, there are two other services uh, that we recently added that I just want to mention because I think they're um, really helpful. The first one is that we've partnered with a medical advocacy company. And what they do, especially for people that have pre-existing medical conditions or people maybe that are a bit older, you know, the, the healthcare system here is very different and navigating the system here is very different from the one in the States. So the company that we've partnered with has years and years of experience in the medical field. They have tremendous contacts with all the hospitals and the doctors and so they can actually help you navigate the system, figure out which kupat cholim to open up with, which doctors to go to, and so on and so forth. The other one, which is a partnership that we just finalized now, and I'm really excited about that, is that we've partnered with a company that provides ulpan services, and they do it in a way that's conversational. So when you go through, you know, you can really um, learn a lot, and it's something that is very beneficial. And one of the the great things about this is that it's a new program that is actually being subsidized by the government. So the cost of the program is about 7,500 shekel, but the government will completely reimburse your costs. So you go through the six-month program, and it's in essence available to you for free. This is only available to people who are making Aliyah in 2017, but I would strongly recommend that people reach out to us and talk to us about it because if you can speak Hebrew and understand Hebrew, your experience in Israel is going to be that much better and that much easier. Sounds like you're an advocate and a facilitator. Very impressive. I'm a huge fan of Israel, and I know it's not, uh, you know, it's not always easy to be here, but um, Hashem, it's been a phenomenal experience for, for us, and uh, I love talking to people about Israel. If anyone has any questions, um, whether they want to use our services or not, they should just feel free to reach out to us. We have an American number on our website. They can call us at any time or email us, and we'll be more than happy to just uh, answer the questions. And, you know, I was talking to somebody recently who said, you know what, just talking to you has made, has given me a little bit of peace of mind. And that's really what we want to do is we want to, you know, calm people down and walk them through the process. And at the end of the day, get them to Israel and then help them enjoy the country. Rafi Shulman, uh, olimadvisors.com, olim, O-L-I-M, advisors.com. Check it out. Rafi, I greatly appreciate you joining us. Continued success. If anybody out there can help people move from the diaspora to Israel, then we are big fans of theirs. So I appreciate you joining us and wish you continued success. Thank you so much, Nahum. And take care. Drive safely when you get home. I understand <laughs> it's about to start snowing there. Oh, yeah, the snow's coming down. Tadaraba. <laughs> Probably one of the things he doesn't miss about West Orange, New Jersey. Rafi Shulman, go to olimadvisors.com, everybody, and uh, check it out. More coming up on a... Um, What's today? Thursday morning edition of JM in the AM.
Before that, Curry Bone, by request, a Shabbat in Liverpool parody from Lenny Solomon. That was a request on our app for something from a Shabbat in Liverpool. Well, Yoni Pollock, the um, the gentleman who, uh, by this time next week, will know how he did on Wheel of Fortune. He informs me uh, that uh, Nissan Black will be in our studio shortly after 8 o'clock. Uh, the weather, it's pretty rough out there, by the way. I just looked out the window a few seconds ago, and boy, oh boy, it is... Uh, it is rough here in Lower Manhattan. I don't know what's doing in other areas, but it is coming down. This um, this likelihood that the New York City public school system and the mayor of New York panicked too early and that uh, there really wouldn't be much snow does not look like that's going to be the case this time. Does not look like it's going to be the case. Uh, Nisim Black, the Orthodox Jewish rapper, is expected in our studio, and uh, now he is a bit delayed because of the weather, but he is expected shortly after 8 a.m. Eastern Time, we'll welcome him here. Welcome him here and uh, get into our conversation here at JM and the AM. Hey, Camp Missora has their winter reunion of snow tubing at Mountain Creek coming up on Sunday, February the 26th, beginning at 3 p.m. at Mountain Creek in Vernon, New Jersey. Information, go to campmissora.com. If you're a Missora camper or staff member, you'll be interested in that for the 26th of February. Manhattan Day School presents Stand with Israel, an MDS Israel advocacy advocacy team presentation of What Can You Do for Israel? Wednesday, February the 15th, 7.30 p.m. at MDS, featuring the 6th, 7th, and 8th grade choir. All community members are invited. That happens up at MDS this coming Wednesday. Young Israel of Manhattan has their 38th annual concert a week from this Saturday night with Mordechai Shapiro and Ellie Marcus. It's happening February the 18th, a week from Saturday night at 845 at the Seward Park High School on Grand Street. That's the corner of Grand and Essex in New York City. Information 212-460-9450, 212-460-9450. 20th anniversary breakfast buffet for mask, mothers and fathers aligned saving kids. Happens this coming Sunday at 915 in the morning. The 20th anniversary breakfast buffet is happening with guest speaker Charlene McRae, the first lady of New York City. Uh, the Hikaris Hatova Award being given to Dove Hyken, Assemblyman Dove Hyken. Uh, Therapist Appreciation Awards to Rabbi Tversky and Tubasi Rosenblatt. And the host of the event is Jay Booksbaum at Bison and Bourbon this coming Sunday morning on 7th Street in Brooklyn. Contact MASK for information, maskparents.com, excuse me, maskparents.org or 718-758-0400, 718-758-0400. Zero four hundred. Congregation Tamatara Flatbush presents the second part of the Prime Minister's Yehuda Avner's book. This is the film, though, a, par- a two-part film series based on the book. Uh, part two is this coming Saturday night at 8 p.m. at Congregation Tamatara Flatbush on Coney Island Avenue between Avenues I and J in Flatbush, Brooklyn. The, um, the Shoot for Shalom basketball tournament is this coming Sunday. Uh, Shoot for Shalom Torah Centers. You have a chance to play with the original Harlem Globetrotters. Uh, it's happening at Hoop Group in Neptune, New Jersey. It is an amazing cause. If you want to form a team, if you want to sponsor a player, sponsor a team, be part of this great event, shootforshalom.com. Shootforshalom.com. Reminder, the Achiezer Dinner is happening at the Bay Harbor Mall on Rockaway Turnpike out in Lawrence. This is happening on Sunday, February the 26th, starting at 6.30. Go to achiezer.org or dial 516-791-4444. And... Um, you know about the Mizrahi. Mizrahi World Movement presents an incredible Yom Yushalayim journey to Israel. 
We want you to be part of it. We'll be there broadcasting. We want you to be part of it. The Mizrahi World Movement, Yom Yerushalayim, 50th anniversary, May the 24th. Information, Mizrahi.org slash YY50. Mizrahi.org slash YY50. And two other notes. Don't forget, Avram Fried is going to be the star of the 15th annual Soul to Soul concert um, on Sunday, March 5th at the Brooklyn School of Music on Claussen Avenue between President and Union Streets in Brooklyn starting at 7 p.m. Information at 347 688-SOUL, 347-688-SOUL. And yesterday we mentioned, uh, actually yesterday we interviewed Tuvia Tenenbaum. Uh, he speaks this coming Sunday night at Congregation Renat Yisrael, 8 p.m. on Catching the Jew Here Too, Anti-Semitism and Anti-Zionism in Israel and the United States. He speaks at 8 o'clock Sunday night, Renat Yisrael, West Englewood Avenue in Teaneck, New Jersey. It's America's one and only Jewish moments in the morning radio program heard on listeners-sponsored digital radio, around the world on the web at the NahumSiegel.com, on the NahumSiegel Network, and of course, on the beloved NSN app. Oh 
a.m. in the a.m. That's a liner live in Odessa uh, with the Kalbach Mimkomcha. Pretty good, huh? Uh, before that, Yaakov Shweki with Smachot. Um, Nissim Black, scheduled for uh, oh, about 20 minutes ago, is delayed because of the snow, but we are hoping, the way we are... Uh, the way our staff is communicating with him, we're hoping that he'll be here within minutes, within possibly even a couple of minutes, and we'll be able to get that appearance in here at JM in the AM. We are very much uh, anticipating our conversation with him. I can only imagine how treacherous it is out there in terms of getting here by car at the moment. But uh, he's making the effort, and I appreciate that greatly. And I know a lot of people in this audience, a lot of people in this audience are eagerly anticipating his uh, appearance here at JMNAM. want to thank all those who have been commenting on our app this morning, including a listener who says, Good morning, Nahum. Must be nice not to have to trek to New Jersey in such weather. Well, frankly, I think I would have uh, gone probably to Jersey uh, uh, in the old circumstance, probably a one or two in the morning. That's I was thinking of that last night. But anyway, yes, you're right. It's so much better uh, being right here in our New York City studios, and I thank you for pointing that out. But nothing ever stops your programming, this listener says. You and the team are amazing. Thank you very, very much. And, yes, we are here all day long with the Nahum Single Network and uh, in an amazing effort uh, each and every day to make sure you have great programming. So uh, everyone out there, just stay tuned. Uh, no matter how you're listening, whether it's by phone or your web radio or in your car or on your app or whatever the case is, however you're tuned in, uh, you just keep listening, and we will make sure to keep providing our amazing programming. Simple as that. Tomorrow, by the way, our Erev Tubishvat special here at JM in the AM. Mayor Weingarten will join us. Our Erev Tubishvat special, Malcolm Holmline, uh will be with us. He is Executive Vice Chairman of the Conference of Presidents of Major American Jewish Organizations. He'll join us tomorrow for the weekly update. Not quite sure yet what country he's in, but we'll find out tomorrow, and he'll join us for that. And... Um, our, and then, then we have the amazing Kedem presentation of the Arab Shabbos music mix after Naomi Nachman's table for two uh, tomorrow morning. Uh, Mark Zamek with a live lunch brought to you by Kedem for a Friday Arab Shabbos. There's just so much happening. Once you get to Thursday morning, there's so much happening. Coming up at 9 o'clock, it's going to be Unlocking Greatness with uh, Charlie Harari. We'll have an in-depth look at core principles of greatness, success, and happiness. Spin class with Michael Fragan at 9.30 this morning, a look at the latest political news. Jew in the City Speaks with Allison Josephs will feature Allison's uh, conversation with Naomi Elbinger, director of the English department at Le Shomra, a not-for-profit helping the ultra-Orthodox community connect to nature and create a greener, cleaner Israel. And that's Life with Miriam L. Wallach, which we thought would be an encore. If we can convince Miriam, we're going to uh, utilize that half hour, her time, on the Nahum Siegel Network to discuss some of the most recent developments here at NSN and some of the things that are coming up, including we'll speak about the Kosher Halftime Show and some of the plans uh, for the end of February. So we hope to do that uh, during that half hour before we get to our Thursday live lunch, which will be coming up at 11 a.m. this morning here at uh, the Nahum Siegel Network. All right, so that's what's uh, happening here. Uh, we are anticipating the arrival of Nissim Black in our studio. Keep it right here at JM in the AM. Much. 
ואתה צדיק, אתה צדיק, אתה צדיק על כל הבא. ואתה צדיק על כל הבא עלינו, אתה צדיק על כל הבא עלינו, אתה צדיק על כל הבא. ואתה צדיק על כל הבא עלינו, אתה צדיק
the AM, a Thursday morning broadcast, and um, the long-awaited encounter with uh, Nisim Black, the incredible Orthodox Jewish rapper, is set to begin. He has walked into our studio. He has uh, been delayed by the snowstorm in the New York area, as you can imagine, and it is a pleasure to welcome him here, Nisim Shalom, shalom. Welcome to JM in the AM. Yes, shalom. Thank you. Thank you very much. And we're going to Facebook Live in a minute or two, folks. You'll have an opportunity to see this conversation with me and Nisim uh, coming up in just a minute or two. I, I probably have an obligation to stand for you. You know, there are rabbinic authorities that claim <laughs> that one has an obligation to stand for someone who has, you know, uh, returned from, uh, you know, from non-traditional roots to traditional roots. You, from completely different roots than, oh, wow. than we're used to, who now is in... A proud Orthodox Jew, I probably have an obligation to give you, you know, e- even more respect than you deserve. How oh, do you like wow. that? Wow, 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 wow. <laughs> I don't know if I like that. <laughs> no. uh, make me feel funny, at least. I, d- I don't turn I'm too dark to turn red, but I'll turn purple, <laughs> at least, maybe. Um, no, it's, it's interesting. I thought you were going to say because uh, music is, is defined in Hasidus. Yeah, they say that it, it, it relates to Malchut. They say David and Melech and Malchus and music. So Royalty, I thought maybe. Kingdom. You were going right. to stand oh, up point. for me. Yeah, nice word. I like that. I was thinking uh, along those lines. How, o- how old were you when you first became familiar with the term Malchus or Hasidus? Uh, probably 23, 20, 22. It's pretty amazing. You, you, you've no. got the language down pat. No, really? I yeah. It sounds after good. a while, you, you sit in a certain place uh, around a certain uh, group of people. You listen to a lot of shiurim, you know, you know, and then you sort of pick it up. It wasn't... Uh, didn't plan on it because I was reading right about. <coughs> excuse me, I was reading about your background. Uh-huh. Uh, your background uh, was one where um, you 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 actually handled uh, what we would call, I guess, uh, you know, serious weapons as a young child, <laughs> right? Uh, you, you you held a gun long before I did when I when I made believe I was you know doing shmirah in Israel. Right, right, right. <laughs> um, you, you were certainly very familiar with the drug community, if there's, right. right, the drug right. drug atmosphere right. Right. Uh, growing up. Right. And somewhere along the way, uh, something happened, I assume, right. Right. No, that no, no, just no. directed you away from what your your prior belief system and existence into this world of Orthodox Judaism. What was it? I think, the, the, see, the first thing... You know, you can say that something drastic happened, right? That's the first thing you can say. Something right. drastic happened, and it did, no doubt about it. But I think nothing like that happens without waking, wakening up uh, in an akuda already that's already inside a person. There's something inside the person, and in retrospect, I can look back and say, I had that in me the, the whole entire time. I was always different. I always felt different as a kid, and I always was looking for something. I was always a deep thinker. I also I always felt out of place and in place at the same time. So what what later on that, that spun the events was a was in the rap world everybody was going back and forth, you know, that type of thing. And so uh, there was a local guy who decided he would do the same thing with me, he'd make a song about me. And uh, I consulted with my chevra, said, what do we do about it? They decided that we just go beat the guy up, and uh, after that he won't make any more songs. That was the way to handle things. That was the way to handle things. That was the method in those That was the method, you know. <laughs> Everybody else, you know, they go back and forth. So we ended up getting into a brawl in a nightclub. We ended up finding this guy. And a friend of mine, he tried to go afterwards. And I had no idea. I just got a call later on, and they said, the police are looking for you. I said, what are they looking for me for? They said, you had a gun, uh-huh. and you were shooting in the nightclub. And uh, and I'm now panicking. and I'm So I later on found out, anyway, it was a good friend of mine. And uh, because he loved me so much, he decided that he would try to go up and take the other guy's life. 
Now, after that, you can only imagine in the streets what that looks like. Everybody knew that the guy was connected to me. And so it looked like I sent him. Like, you know, that was my thing. And he was so, your shliach. Yeah, he was my shliach. Sent him on shliach. So after that, it, uh, it, it, it turned all their attention towards me. And it was either I go and take these guys out or they take me out. Now, that is why I'm saying because what came out of that, as soon as I realized that this was my situation, that either I was going to have to take someone else's life or my life was going to be, I started praying. I became religious all of a sudden. I started crying out because I didn't want that, that type of life. And maybe on day three, I got a call from the other guy. And he was like, you know, what's going on? He wanted to know the situation. I was able to squash the beef. He didn't understand how much divine providence it is. Nobody ever calls and says, uh, you know, hey, I was just wondering, uh, are you looking to kill me maybe? You know, you don't get that call in the streets. to shoot first. Ask, ask questions, questions later, last. Yeah. right? You know, so and it's uh, it was a, it was an amazing. So after I was able to squash it, I had to make the cheshbon. What do I do? Do I continue in that same type of uh, path, or do I do something different? And so when I decided to do something different, I just continued praying, and it stumbled up on a lot of things. Now I grew up in a Jewish neighborhood. I didn't know anything about Judaism. When you say Jewish neighborhood, you mean close to one, right? In and close. So it was all inside. I was inside the eruv. You know? Really? Yeah. Yeah. Very much. Because so, when I did my research, it sounded like you were in a really rough part of town. That that was close to the yeah, neighborhood. Yeah, it's like a block away. It's like it was still inside there. Ooh, there were people that weren't weren't far from me. I grew up right down the like street. Like north of Delancey and south of Delancey. A couple blocks, right. literally. A couple blocks. Yeah, I if I, even, I could see a Jewish home from my house for right. sure. Uh, it was just like that. It wasn't that far at all. Did you know Jewish people? No, I didn't. Just a few people. So it's not like you saw an example of the way someone's living and you said, oh, I want no, that. No, no, I just knew on Saturday the streets were filled up. I couldn't ride my bike because right. you know, everybody was walking to shore. But you also knew it was the day to shop because it, the stores were closed. Right, right, I right. mean, the stores were empty. <laughs> <rather>. <laughs> right. That's a good thing. Uh, but no, when I was in the, you know, I would I would ride my back, my bike in the back. The shoe I was my guy in. I used to ride my bike. We set up our ramps in that parking lot. They had a big parking lot. It was a Sephardi shul. The bigger so, home yeah. shul. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we would we would make our ramps there. And, got, you know, I had I was some connection. That was it. Play right. basketball behind the other one, you know, dribble around. We would set up. So, and I used to walk through the shul every day to go to, to go to school. To go to school. I had no idea that, you know, I'd be making the same walk I did after my fifth grade graduation. I'd be, you know making the same walk again Unbelievable. as an adult. So it, 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 what percentage of people mm-hmm. who are in your generation, in that neighborhood, mm-hmm. um, growing up in the, you know, in the atmosphere that, w- that we described earlier, how many of them you, you know, make decisions like this, life-altering decisions that are positive? Mm-hmm. We, we, we always think, or we're under the impression, that they're making mostly negative life-altering decisions and, right. and ending up in really dangerous situations or you right. know, the ultimate dangerous situation. Right. How, how many of them... Of of your colleagues, you know, make positive changes like that. You know, I I don't I don't have a lot of examples. The guys that were on a positive path and maybe continued on a positive path. I mean, obviously not towards Judaism, but some guys. You know, I have one friend who uh, he had a horrible. I haven't seen him in, in years, but he had a horrible. I mean, he was raised by his grandmother. His, his mother was on drugs. Father was on drugs, and I mean. Had the cards been dealt for him in that way and you to look right. at the end of it, it would have been bad. But he was 
straight-A student all throughout school, throughout high school, ended up getting a scholarship to UW and went to law school. And, you know what I mean, what is he doing? I don't know, but I'm, I'm assuming that he stayed in... Right. But how, so, many, but how many of the people you grew up with are even, are no longer with us or are in really bad situations? Oh, yeah, yeah. I lost a lot of friends at a very young age. And a lot of friends. And My, you mean who lost their lives? Yeah, who lost their lives, for sure. For sure. A lot of people. I I, 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 I often think that if, if I didn't have that encounter right then, I'd either be in jail or right. I'd be dead. Be, because it just you're in an environment that's conducive to certain behaviors, and it it just breeds that. Nisim's in our studio. We're Facebook living right now. If you go to Nachum Siegel Network, Facebook Live right now. This is the conversation that's been long awaited, uh, and we're glad you're you're here after a couple of delays, including because of the weather. Um, so now you're full time in Israel, essentially. That's, yeah. that's, yes. that's your home base. No better place to be. Yerushalayim, That's the place. Huh? <laughs> and <laughs> and what would you say? To not necessarily to me, but in general, uh-huh. to those who are tuned in who have had this type of existence that you're now enjoying uh-huh. their entire lives, right. uh, do, do you sometimes get the impression that that folks like us take it for granted or All don't don't understand what we have? All the time, but the, you you see that's there's sages in it. So first you have that you have that you know like. Yeah, come on. What do you mean? Shabbos? What do you, what do you mean? What, what's the compl- burden? How could you complain what's about it? What's the burden? No, it was just the, the past, uh, I think last weekend I was by uh, Rabbi Wallenstein or Nava, so I'm spending time with him. You know, the, one of, the number one thing, Shabbos is so hard. How did you give up this? How did you give up, you know, cheeseburgers and whatever else? And texting Everybody, on Shabbos. And texting on Shabbos. <laughs> um, thank God I've never been such a big texter, but <laughs> whatever. Anyway, but uh, I, I, I think the thing is for me, at first you're like, Okay, wow, I can't believe that that's like an issue. For me. But then afterwards you, you realize that I had something very, very special. See, because I was loved into my relationship with Hashem and, and into Yiddishkeit, that's the way I received it. So nothing ever came to me with pressure. You understand? Right, you so, drifted into but, it. Yeah, I drifted into it. It was a romantic love relationship between me and Hashem. And whatever he said to do, I was willing to do. When, it, when I first realized that Shabbos... Was Shabbos and you're not allowed to do work on Shabbos. I didn't know what that meant, but I was willing to do anything, so I just stopped doing the dishes. You know, right. it was like whatever I can do right. to, 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 to do display your right. loyalty to him. And so, because what's what's taught, and, and later on you find out what the issue, what's taught and what's pushed in, in most circles is not the love of Hashem and falling in love with it. For me, that was a step and process. You got to keep Shabbos. Why? Because you got to keep Shabbos. Or, you, you know, <laughs> you, you have to do this. So you need to learn Gemara and just keep steiging and all that. And I have about 15 Bach every Friday night. I do I do a big Suda. Every Friday night I have different Bach. American guys uh, from the Mir, from Merkaz, whatever, wherever they come from. I've had guys from Sinter Yeshiva. Every, every Friday night I have a big Suda for, for Yeshiva Bach. And that's always the thing. It's just that I always ask them, what do you learn? I know women sector in each yeshiva. I know which sector they're learning right now. You know what I mean? Because they have so many different guys. But when it comes down to the panemius, a lot of the guys are just like, ah, yeah, I don't have that. The inner spirituality. Right, the inner spirituality. It's hard for them. Yeah, it's very, very tough. Because it, you know, it, it's, it's supposed to come afterwards when really that's the main point. That's where you start at. And it makes everything else easier. It makes it a whole different world. Nisim is in our studio, Facebook Live right now, Nahum Siegel Network. You are married, correct? Yes, I am married. Th- does your wife have a similar background or nothing like yours? <laughs> I guess she grew up in a more, um, her, her family was more religious. Uh-huh. So she, you know, so it was different for me. How did you find her? Uh, oh, that's a good story. 
So my wife, I found my wife. She came to me. She it literally came to my house. A good friend of mine was dating her older sister, and uh, I think I was maybe in the tenth grade of high school, maybe or something like that. And uh, she came to my house, and he's he's such a close friend that sometimes he would stay over my house even when I wasn't there. Right. You know what I mean? And so he's busy trying to collect whatever money he could or whatever and talk to everybody. And it was just me and her there. So we started talking, and we kept talking, and we kept talking. And later on, you know, I went like, you know, I fell out of contact or whatever. And I, like, called him. I was like, I got I to gotta get that girl's number. I gotta <laughs> and so we started talking even more and more. And then I just started, I started going to church. I, now, you should know, even though before I was a Christian, I could not go to church. I mean, church didn't get along. Right. Because it was on Sunday. And football happens on Sunday. Ah, that was a big problem for the me. The NFL's a big religion. <laughs> yeah, that was uh, that was my first religion back then. I didn't really know it. Okay, Shem, I've been clean from the NFL for a few years now. Say it again? I said I've been clean from the NFL for a few years now. <laughs> Can't say that about everybody. Uh, high, high, high blood pressure. <laughs> anyway, so uh, so I ended up start going to the church, and it worked out perfect for me, and I knew she was the one why. Because she went to a seven-day Adventist church, ah, which was on Saturday. There you go. So perfect timing. Perfect, perfect timing. I said, oh, man, she's such a jewel. So after that, whatever. So, you know, that was already almost 12 years now me and my wife have been together. And, and you, high school. And both of you have converted to Judaism. Yeah, we and, did it together. And it happened around what age? You were what age when you converted? When, I, when, I, when we finished the conversion, we were 25, 26, I think I was. And uh, it wasn't just me and my wife. Now, you have to understand, it was a big story. It was me, my wife. Her sister and my best friend since kindergarten, who's here in the studio, and Yosef today. That's Yosef. We all four of us together. We all were my guy the same day. Went to the mix and had a double wedding. And so, yeah, so it wasn't just uh, it was a journey. <laughs> At that point, you had made, I would assume, relationships with people in the shul, right? Absolutely. They, yeah. I we had already were, been in the community maybe for two and a half years. And they, and they, and they um, uh, attended your celebration and, oh, yeah, and partied with you and everything? Yeah, we had every, every flavor. Jewish music, music, the whole thing? Oh, it was amazing. Do you allow yeah, traditional yeah. Jewish music at your events? It's got to be rap. Well, <laughs> no, like, no, no. <laughs> you know what? Just find it very interesting. I don't listen to rap at all. I haven't listened to rap in a long time. I, in terms especially what's out in the secular world, secular music, I mean, you listen to in years. I have no idea. I listen to Avram Freed. I listen to, you know, Shlomo Katz. I'm a big Karl Bach fan. I, you know, I listen to traditional Semfaz Achaim. I could turn on one, two, three, four, whatever, and dance around with my kids all day long. I listen to... I haven't listened to rap in a It's a koach. Hashem gave me some using it. Your, your parents were, were were rappers? Yeah, yeah, both, my mother. Both performing rappers? Yeah, my mother and my and father. We, and we'd say successful. Yeah, yeah, well, you know, back then they started out doing it to play, but the success, there are museums in Seattle. They were the very first. So uh, it was uh, it was like before Sir Mix-a-Lot. That was the big one from Seattle. Well, now we have Macklemore or whatever, but right. before, you know, before See, that Mix-a-Lot. Name, that name I've heard of. Yeah, he's a good friend of mine. He used to open up for me, actually. Yeah, he's a good friend. And, used and, to be. and when you performed, it was under the name? It was under the, under the name D Black. D Black. That was your moniker. Yeah, it was my male. A, as, a, as a rapper. Yeah. And, and the height of your career as a rapper was around what year? It was around... 2008, 2009, right and, when I started to... And, and you worked as... And I, I've asked this to Matisseau because I have so much trouble sometimes understanding you know, the, the relationship that listeners have with his music. Mm-hmm. You, you attribute your success, people connected to you, mm-hmm. as a successful rapper because of what? What element did you have that, that just got, got you really connected to the audience and, and therefore successful at it? Probably more than anything, authenticity. Authenticity. Huh. Is that because I never was so big at going outside of the box. I was never looking for a way to be 
something so creative and something new. I think the biggest thing was that I always had the ability to sound familiar. You understand what I mean? Yeah, sure. So I, I think that was uh, I think that was more so my 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 connection. That was probably more of my niche. Is that it's familiar. It feels familiar. It sounds familiar. And it's safe. That's the way I am also, too. I also don't try new things at restaurants. I stick with what I know. Hey, you're my, you're my kind of guy. With all reliable. You go with the I mean, reliable dishes. Who's got money to waste on something you don't know if you like it or not, right? Very good. So, uh, Nisim is here in studio. Go to Facebook Live, uh, Nahum Single Network Facebook Live. We'll try to do one of your selections in a minute. Okay. Just want to finish a couple of things. First time you're in Israel is what year? First time I went was 2013. And this is pre or post-conversion? This is... Uh, Post. Post conversion. -conversion. You get to Israel, and what is that first day like? It was just like I was so jet lagged. (laughs) (laughs) That when I even when I got to I remember when I got to the hotel, I was still looking I was like, maybe this is a replica of the hotel or something like that. The reason why it just always looks so big on the on the picture. So when you get there for the first time, I was just like, Wow, this is like a mini replica of the wall. (laughs) This is like awesome, you know? And I was like, No, this is this is the hotel. This is the real thing. It's the real thing. (laughs) So it was like great i was walking around i went with a good friend of mine by the name of larry Rasek. he's the one that took us uh he's also he was a in, in i say that he went to the same school as you no where'd you go you went to either nyu or you went to no i went to yeshiva university yeshiva university, yeshiva university yeah. he went to anyway so he he took us as a gift after we were my guy he said i want to ah. take your nisim and your brother-in-law on a trip to israel he like stood up and announced it so he took us as a, as a gift and whatever i collected some gigs also while right. i was there and uh, and so the next day we went again to the hotel and to the old city with him. And he's like a tour guide, you know. And everything came alive to us, you know what I mean? We realized this. We're there to Israel and we went to Yad Vashem. It was just like it was an amazing trip, you know. So I it, I always knew that you know I'm coming back. I in fact there was videotapes. I was like, I look at it now because this is where we're moving, you know. And, and your wife knew. The future is going to be in Israel. No, she didn't know. She actually fought me a lot. I just couldn't even bring up Israel. You say is. So she called you out on this one. Huh? Yeah, yeah. It was not going to happen. But Hashem, she moved. My wife moved sight unseen. She never been to Israel before. Uh, so our first time being there was off the Nefesh Ben Nefesh flight. Right. And there's not a day that goes by that my wife doesn't tell me this is the best decision we ever made. Unbelievable. Your oldest child is my, how old? My eldest is eight. Eight years old. I have a four-year-old, and they're both in school. My son goes to school in Meishari. My daughter goes to school to Beis Yaakov in uh, Shari Chesed area. Do they have Shari. musical talents? That's that very, very played. fun. Well, yeah, well, they're always singing and dancing, but you know, at that age, every kid's singing and dancing. We'll see what happens, you know. After Would you have any the... problem with them as they grow up watching your old videos from the Seattle days? That's a very good question. As of now, yes. Um, later on, hopefully they're not interested. Right. Yeah. <laughs> I understand that. But, but, That's my hope. But more of the question, because I, I would think, especially someone like yourself with such a broad background at this point, mm-hmm. I, I would think that you appreciate the spirituality, quote-unquote, that mm-hmm. was involved in your work back then. There was uh, some spirituality. Well, sure, there was spirituality. And I wonder if that's something that you would, you know, pass on to your kids to broaden their own horizons, that there's so much to this world that can be spiritual and can connect to, you know, the one above. No, no, this, it's MS, but also, to the truth is, is that it takes, uh, it takes a lot of power, you know, in a, in a, in a very, very big, uh, I want to say just neshama, but uh, of, of clarity to be able to pull out the 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 good and the right. tov sometimes 
from a bowl of raw. You understand what I'm saying? Like the oh, Tariq and before, they were able to pull out certain things from certain Nagunim that were maybe not your soul. Today, we don't have those calls. You understand what I'm saying? So for me to put that directly, so one thing I always said, I would never put my kids in my exact same situation environment and expect for them to get out the same way that I did. Right. You know? I think the the best thing is that you do your best to make sure you start them as far and as advanced as you possibly can. And then, you know, from there you've done your job. But uh, so I try to keep it uh, too different. Even today, to be honest, my kids don't even see my videos today. They don't. They hear the music. Even the quote-unquote Jewish yeah, videos. Yeah, even my quote-unquote Jew Jewish videos. Because they, they hear the music. But they and, and we let them dance and they love it and different things like that. But we they don't watch too much of anything. <laughs> Understood. Uh, Nisim is here in the studio. It's it's only fair that we do at least uh, one selection that you're <laughs> responsible for. Uh, at some point, based on your bio, uh, you were really and you described this already. You drifted away from the whole music industry. It yeah, sounds like, yeah. and at some point, you said you're going to do this in a Jewish arena. Right. Right. A right. few years back, what was the first Jewish selection that you went ahead and recorded? I think the first one I did was a song called uh, uh, the first one I decided to do maybe Ricochet. I had a song called Ricochet years ago, and that was a Jewish themed. Uh, yeah, song. yeah. Well, as as far as open Jewish theme, I think the first one that I I went for it was Hashemela. Hashemela. That was the first one I went for it on. The other songs, you know, you still try to hide. Am I so comfortable to to say these things on the record? Because it always been like taboo, you know. God on a rap, you know, saying like the Jewish way. Do they're you not saying that. There are not many God-fearing messages in rap, no, right? No, it's not. It's not. It's not. <laughs> I wonder if anybody ever. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I'm not to say who, but he's just a singer. Right. He was a reggae. It was something different. Right. Understood. So, All right. So this is your selection with God Elbaz. Yeah. 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 And you're simply. Uh, uh, joining with him to proclaim God is King and to tell the entire world about right, it. Right, right, That was the goal of this that video. That was the goal of that. God, Elbaz, and Nisim. Nisim is in studio here at JM and the AM. It has been, uh, so far, an amazing encounter uh, as we converse about his incredible life. Uh, Nisim is based in Yerushalayim, and he has... Um, uh, he has embraced Orthodox Judaism. That is certainly the way to put it. This is the audio of the video of Hashem Melech with God Elbaz. You're listening to JM in the AM.
Elbaz with our special student studio guest, Nisim, on that amazing video that has close to two and a half million views. That's pretty good, huh? Yeah, it's all right. It's not bad. <laughs> not, bad. not bad. Not bad is right. I, I always say, you know, when people say they just, you know, with the new video, also a million years, it, was a, it broke through a million very, very quickly, maybe in a month or so. And people were so excited. And they get more excited than you do about how many views. And it's right. like, you guys are the consumer. You're excited about the... But for me, I always say this, and it's Emma's, it's, it's, did we hit a million neshamas? You understand what I'm saying? That's more important. That it's more important to me because at the end of the day, were there people that left with something that, that, you know what I'm saying, that helped them to either search inside or come closer to Hashem from the... You know what I mean? So it's always, did it hit a million neshamas? You know what I mean? Oh, I hear you. I so, hear you. Listener Rifki says, we love Nisim. Listener Ira wants to know what the hardest thing was for you to change to become a religious Jew. Was there one thing that stood out for you as a difficulty? Uh, the biggest difficulty. Why, 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 why? I can't think about it. Like I mentioned before, I think, I think that my love or whatever you could call it, infatuation or whatever it was that I have for Hashem was so strong that anything that I, any new information I came across, I was willing to to subjugate myself to that information. Right. I can't think of a of a moment or anything, one thing that was tough. No, so maybe maybe my first day of of Yom Kippur, and that was probably was like, Yom Kippur. Was Yom Kippur was probably the first was thing. That the that first I was time like, you ever fasted? No, 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 no. You had, you had fasted before. Oh, before on my way to duty, I was fasting three day, three days in a row, a week, crying for the for Emma's when I was leaving Christianity. I was begging to go. So that wasn't the. So wasn't Yom Kippur was difficult because of. I, I think it was the standing in one place, uh, the, you know, almost the whole entire day in shul, then. in shul, and praying, and it was very, very hard for me to keep up. I didn't understand all the all of the the language. That was probably the first thing I was like. This is hard. <laughs> you know, that was the first thing. How long did it take you to read Hebrew? It took me about uh, when I started from, from, from starting to be able to actually sound out words and go through was about 45 minutes of a sit down. Seriously? And literally learning the Olive Benna. I was on fire. I was on uh, I'm telling you, I was on fire. And uh, from from then, being able to, you know, for for years, obviously, you're trying to catch up. So you sit with a sidor and you're going through all the tefillah, one by one, struggling through it wow. and trying to, to push yourself. And so that it, it happened over a process. But, you know, you're not picking at this. So now also, too, some Sephora are harder than others and some are not. And then, you know, it's one thing to read. And there's another thing to understand what you're reading. So some Sephora are, uh, some are, uh, are harder, some are easier. It depends on what it is. Yeah. Listener Jonas says he had that exact same experience with the Kotel, I guess, in terms of the size of the wall. Mm -hmm. And um, one of our listeners asked uh, on Facebook Live if, uh, if you'd ever considered doing what we call a traditional Jewish CD, and not necessarily rap. Would you ever consider recording? Maybe. On the, I mean, on the new record. Like Nisim does Kalbach. <laughs> that would be amazing. Huh? What's your favorite Kalbach selection? You're, you're on a desert island. You have one Kalbach song to play over <coughs> and over. Which would it be? That's a good question. He was a hit maker. He was a hit maker. <coughs> um, he always said the secret to his songs was they were so easy for a consumer to sing. Yeah, oh, really? Two-part songs that were just easy to sing. Right. Probably S-O-N-I. Oh, you chose a good one. Yeah, yeah, that's probably That's probably my... That'd probably be my, my, my favorite one. You mentioned earlier that that one of our special guests in studio today, Yosef, is your friend since kindergarten. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
And he produced a lot of the music also, too. Could you have done this journey alone without the other three people who did it with you? I, I don't know. I don't think I don't think so. You know what? I I I, I feel like I could have. You'd like to think Yeah, I'd like to think that I could have, but I don't know, you know? It, 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 I feel very strong. I feel very much Now you should know that it was me that started the whole thing obviously, right? Because I was started searching. I right. mean, to some degree. I you were the trailblazer. <laughs> to some degree, but if it wasn't for Yosef coming to to hit the home run, you know what I'm saying? In a lot of places, Yosef He's the he's the secret weapon. You understand? He's very quiet. He yeah, he talk seems, seems to be very. Uh, but he's 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 really. I needed that push from him. It was a, it was a lot of times that where we were stuck in places, and if if he didn't make that push and do something, then I was just like, ah, I'm ready to grow like that too. You know what I mean? Right. He was always pushing me. I, I, so I, I hate to say I don't know if it, if if I would have been especially not certainly in this way. It wouldn't. It wouldn't have happened if I didn't have uh, didn't have a strong support system. My wife and, and my brother-in-law and sister-in-law. Nisim is here. Facebook Live for the next five minutes as we really are getting grabbed by the clock. I could sit with you for a couple of hours, frankly. <laughs> I hope you visit us again, frankly. Please. Um, your parents, I assume, are still around, right? My mother died of an overdose uh-huh. when I was 19, so she didn't get to see the transformation. I wish she would have. Uh, my stepfather is still around, and my my biological father. Yeah. Have they been supportive, or they're not part of the picture? It's a very good question. My biological father, he, for sure, he, he was very supportive, in, uh, especially in the beginning, came to the Hasana after also, too, when we, when we, after we were Magaya. He was, uh, he was very much, he's always been, and it's funny because he's a Christian professor, theologian. You, you would think that if there was right. one guy that had the issue, it's a religious guy. You know? right. But no, he's, he's, been, he's, he's very supportive and uh and also, too, I talked to my, my dad, which it was beginning for him, my stepdad. It was very, very tough for him in the beginning, obviously, because of, but I spoke to him when I was here for a concert a few weeks ago. But he, he couldn't stop telling me how proud of me he is. You know, wow. and that's something I get even in the guys I grew up with in the streets. You, you know see them once? Yeah, every once in a while. When I was in Seattle, you know, I only been in Yerushalayim for a year. Right. Now. So before I would run into people at the store, and people would have almost tears in their eyes from looking at me and just from talking to me. It's an amazing thing because they have no, <laughs> they have nothing to to Yiddishkeit. They know nothing about Judaism. So, so but for them to see somebody make such a transformation. It, like, gives them a little boost of hope. And they tell me all the time, wow, 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 you know. So it's an amazing thing. All of us deal with loss differently. And mm-hmm. and losing your mother when you're 19 must yeah. be, I mean, who could even imagine the devastation? Yeah, she was 37. So. But, but, but the method by which she passed away, right? does that, uh, how do you adjust to that? How do you, how do you wrap your head around all of that? Does it stick with you in a way that other methods would not? I, I guess not. That wasn't a. It wasn't the first time this happened. You know right. what I mean. I knew people would die over there. Saw that. Yeah, for that, for sure. That night, I, I was on the phone with my my wife, who was my my girlfriend at the time. We we're dating. I was just out of high school, whatever. Nineteen, yeah. Right. And I told her, I said, one day I feel like I'm gonna go to wake her up, and she's not gonna wake up. And that's that's what happened that morning. She didn't wake up. My sister tried to wake up, and she didn't wake up. It was pharmaceutical uh, right. drugs. It wasn't... Uh, not street stuff. drugs. Right? Yeah, not street drugs. But, you know, now that's become a street drug, too. You can right. buy those up. So for her, she just got out of treatment. It's a very funny thing, because she was in a faith-based program, and they would never take her serious. They're very strict with her inside of that program for, you know, the, the drug drug program, because it wasn't a hard drug. And and she came late one day, and they kicked her out. A few weeks later, she passed away from from it. You know, so very very tough. It was very tough for me. Pain I wouldn't have wished on anybody in the world.
It was very, very tough for me. Unbelievable. And for a lot of people that could turn one away mm-hmm. from belief no. and trust in God, it seems like you only got stronger and stronger as that road continued. Lot stronger. Lot stronger. Lot stronger. We have a minute left. And I know that we've done a lot of these messages already in the last mm-hmm. half hour. Mm-hmm. But what would you say again to the to to all of us who sometimes take all of this for granted and don't understand or realize what we have mm-hmm. uh, in this incredible uh, circle of Orthodox Judaism? That's a very good thing. So I, I would say that the first thing is that to know that nothing's wrong. You understand what I'm saying? Nothing's wrong by it's saying good. it's all no, bam, it's all good. It's the fact that I feel this way, but. The thing is, don't stop with your question. Take that question, Hashem. Hashem, why does this bother me? Why am I not connected the way it should be? Why am I not? Because the the issue is, is that relationship. And and Hashem, such he's such rachamim that he doesn't. It, it's not the fact that the person, oh, I can't keep Shabbos, I can't get. I he just wants you to talk to him about it. And once you begin the relationship part, then you'll start to appreciate it. Then you'll start to appreciate it. But that's the ikkar. So take a step back and take a step back. It's okay to evaluate myself and say, I'm not where I should be. I'm not unconnected. I don't feel like I don't appreciate this so much. That's great. Talk to Hashem about it. <laughs> Tell him also. You're in the United <laughs> States till when? I'm here until after Shabbos. And do you have gigs at all? Or? No, I'm going to be in Muncie. My Rav's coming in town. Rabbi Shalom Arush. So he's, he's coming in town. And uh, my wife wanted me to stay extra day. And so, so you'll be in Muncie. So the snow. <laughs> That's true. It's good you weren't planning on leaving today. <laughs> yes, so I'll you'll be, be in Muncie. Muncie for Shabbos. I'll be in Muncie for Shabbos. And do you do gigs in the U.S. anymore? Yeah, yeah. I just did one. I was here uh, last Shabbos. I was by uh, Ornava. We, right. we did a Shabbaton and I did a concert. Saturday so if night. somebody would love to have you in their community, how Please, do they reach you? we'd love to come. Just we'd go to your to website come. or what? Yeah. Go to the to the website or Facebook right. and then zoabbooking.gmail.com. Yeah. And that's it. Huh? That's, that's it. What a pleasure to meet you. Thank you. A real honor to meet you. (laughs) Thank you. Thank you. Nisim in studio. An amazing Thursday morning here at JM and the AM. (laughs) Achenu Israel and Achim Achem, our brothers and sisters in Israel, we are with you. It's your favorite. America's one and only Jewish moments in the morning radio program heard on listener-sponsored digital radio, around the world on the web at NachumSiegel.com, on the NachumSiegel Network, and, of course, on our beloved NSN app. And that wraps up an amazing Thursday. Charlie Harari is next with Unlocking Greatness, then Michael Fragan. With spin class, Jew in the City Speaks, Allison Josephs has Naomi Elbinger on from Israel, and that's Life with Miriam Al-Wallach. We'll have a half hour uh, between 10.30 and 11 to explore some of the things that we've been doing and continue to do here at the Nahum Siegel Network. Live lunch coming up between 11 and 1, a full day, of course, and tomorrow, Malcolm Holmline will join us, Executive Vice Chairman of the Conference of Presidents, and tomorrow is our Erev Tubishvat special beginning at 6 a.m., so make sure you're tuned in. Have a fabulous Thursday. Till tomorrow, Nahum Siegel reminding you, remember the past, live the present, and trust the future.